You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Just one of those crazy, crazy days at the law offices of. And uh, gosh, I'm ready to talk some football and some Alabama sports to give me a breather from all this family law drama. So let's do it. Uh, First of all, I think everybody should know, am I wrong or am I correct? Or should I say, am I wrong or am I right? Or incorrect or correct? It doesn't make a shit. Um, When I say that you once had a partnership with a guy named something Frank. And so it was Frank and Stein, correct? Close. His name was Franklin. So it was Franklin and Stein. And Franklin Stein. Yeah. Franklin and better. Franklin's. That's Franklin and <laughs> Well, the thing is, we had a long discussion about it, actually. I was even more uh, immature and stupid back then than I am now, which I know it's very hard to imagine. But I wanted to fully embrace the Franklin Stein name, and I wanted to buy a uh, monster, a Frankenstein monster for the <laughs> lobby and use the Frankenstein face as sort of a logo for the law firm. <laughs> But my partner wanted no no part of that. You should have gone to court one day with those two little metal nodules coming out of your neck. That'd have been. <laughs> hey, if it would have worked, that's what we would put on our clients who were faking injuries from car accidents. Those nodules. Well, that's what you, that's what you do. You say you, when uh, somebody calls uh, and says, "You know, tell me about my case. Your case is alive." It's alive. <laughs> no, that's stupid. I don't know why I did that. Uh, oh, by the way, that, that law firm ended. That law firm ended in like 2008. This was a way. This was a well way back. But yeah, me and me and you go back a ways. But yeah, 08 was the end of Franklin and Stein, and I've been on my own ever since. But uh, that was an enjoyable period. We could do a whole podcast on that. Was probably the most fun I've had practicing law during those seven years. Crazy times. That is some crazy, crazy times. Uh, Jimmy, first of all, a couple of congratulations out there in order. First of all, to the softball team for making the Super Regionals, or no, making the College World Series, I should say. They College did World make Series, the Super Regionals. They made the Super Regionals too. But um, <laughs> they also made the College World Series, and uh, congratulations to them. Um, the SEC <laughs> did not exactly show out, uh, only getting two teams in from the two games where the SEC played each other. But, you know, I don't think that means that the SEC is down. I think it just means uh, some teams ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, James James Madison beat Tennessee and Missouri. I mean, what are the odds? And um, then, you know, nobody's beaten Oklahoma, uh, probably not even in the College World Series. And, uh, you know, Arizona is just Arizona. They went to Arkansas, did their thing. Has Arkansas ever been to the College World Series in softball? I don't know. I would say no because it feels like they're brand new to being good, but that's a very good team. Uh, Man, it's just a stunning turn of events. I I was expecting as many as five SEC teams in the Women's College World Series. We ended up with two. What's going to be funny is in baseball, the league has been even more dominant. Uh, 
watch all these SEC teams lose in regionals. They're expected yeah. to uh, Godzilla stomp their way through. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. And then congratulations to the baseball team for getting into the uh, the NCAA tournament. Look, I'll, I'll be the first to say I have no qualms at all about saying this. Um, this Alabama team does not deserve to get in. Okay, I know that's controversial to say, but um, I, I don't think they do. Uh, that being said, because we're in, I want to win the damn thing. I, I'm as a non trying to take off my crimson glasses. I would not have had a team like this in the field because I, I, my field would be smaller. I say this every time. I think that we let too many, we give too many participation trophies, and then one of them's going to screw around and win it, like Fresno State did several years ago. Fresno State was like what 30, 28 and twenty seven or some shit when they got in the field and they won it all. And everybody goes, see, that proves that they deserve it. No, that doesn't prove anything. It just proves anybody can get hot. And it proves that the regular season doesn't mean shit. That's what it proves. But um, regardless, uh, I'm happy that we got in. You know, because we had a chance to get in, I wanted to get in. Don't get me wrong. I'm not pissed off we got in. I'm just saying that um, if in my perfect world, we would have only teams that had proven themselves all year to be very good in, in all sports, whether it's softball, basketball, baseball, whatever. But I'll get off my high horse about that because Alabama is in the field. It's the first time since I think 2014, and that feels pretty good. Absolutely, and I don't disagree with any of that. As a matter of fact, I, I, I don't think Alabama was uh, deserving or worthy uh, based on what they – they accomplished on the field and had Alabama not been in, which is what I expected. I expected Alabama to be one of the first three or four out. Um, had they not been in, I would not be ranting at all. I'd be, I'd be going like, wow, to, to come so close is a heck of an accomplishment That's based on how the season played out. And, and the fact that they did get in, I'm, I'm super happy about it. I, I couldn't be happier for them. And I'm going to root for them like a mother on Friday. I'm going to be going – nuts and 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 i think we got a good draw i mean i think it's a doable the region we're, we're in we could have been sent to austin or something where it would have been really bad but but we're in we're in ruston louisiana and, and while louisiana tech and nc state are very good baseball teams no question about how good they are uh it's not a it's not a monster that you have to slay i mean i think these are teams we can play with if we pitch well so i'm a I'm excited. I'm excited about the future of Alabama baseball. I'm excited to be a part of it. And I think if there's a lesson to be learned here, Luke, you know, these committees are all made up of different people, whether you want to talk about basketball, softball, baseball, they're all different people with different thoughts and stuff. But how many times me and you, what we really know, because we pay so much attention to it every year, Luke, is the basketball committee and the basketball, uh, you know, in or out stuff. That's what me and you know well, more so than we know baseball. But there is one commonality about Alabama getting in because how many times, Luke, do, do you see the team rewarded by the committee that played such a tough schedule? It's like they're rewarding the schedule, even if you didn't necessarily win the games or the number of games traditionally it takes to get in. But I think it's crazy that we're not talking about wins, but the number that got Alabama in the tournament was the number two strength of schedule. That's what got them in. All right, excuse me, guys. I, you know, I've been doing this in my office, and so my work phone beeps, and my other phone beeps, and the beep, 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 beep. But anyway, let me tell everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. I may have been in a train of thought with something else, but my phone interrupted me, so I'm going to interrupt myself and go to BetOnline.ag. 
uh, betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bid in. Use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That's promo code LOCKEDON, 50% welcome bonus. You can't beat it with a stick. That's betonline.ag. You want to bet on reality TV? Go for it. You want to bet on the Major League Baseballs? Go for it. You want to bet on the NBA playoffs? Go for it. You're crazy, but go for it. Uh, You can bet on college football futures. You can bet on future Heisman winners. Um, You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can do all these cool things. And I get emails all the time saying, hey, you know, we're going to let you do a free roll in this poker tournament. That's what's really cool. You can just go there and, like, you got a free shot to win money, like literal free shot. All you got to do is go sign up, betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. also want to tell everybody about Kaleidoscope Media, kal-media.com, kal-media.com. Michael and Cassie Moore, two of the best people you will ever meet. Look, it was just Memorial Day, right? Michael served two tours in Iraq fighting for our country. Great American, literally, not kidding around. But he wants to help you now with his wife, Cassie, and help your remodeling or new home dreams come true. Give them a look at kal-media.com. They are all about helping that you with that re- bathroom remodel, kitchen remodel, new house overall, whatever it is. They can help you with everything at Kaleidoscope Media. Go to kal-media.com, kal-media.com. It's Michael and Cassie Moore. They're right there in Baldwin County, the fastest growing county in the state of Alabama. Don't know why I feel the need to tell you that every time I do this live read, but it's just something I remember. So <laughs> I'm going to keep telling you, uh, Michael and Cassie Moore. Kaleidoscope Media. They want to help you out today. Kal-media.com. Kal-media.com. All right, Jimmy. I don't know where in the heck I was way back when, but it doesn't matter because that that talk's kind of done. <laughs> I think Alabama baseball got a good draw, so we'll just uh, mm-hmm. see how that goes. We might talk about it a little bit later on. Let's talk a little bit about uh, recruiting. Um, yes. It's yes, that's where that's our wheelhouse, baby. Well, today is June first when we're recording this, so. Um, this is the first day prospects can go back on campus. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty big day, and Alabama is poised to have uh, a few couple of big weekends in a row, right? Yeah, and think of this, people. I mean, this is how big this is. I mean, first of all, the dead period basically started about the time Rudy Gobert rubbed those microphones in the press conference. I mean, the dead period was instituted minutes after that happened, and it's been a dead period ever since. And what that means is, yeah, the, the, there are times that the coaches can discuss things on the phone uh, with these guys. And, yes, the, the players, to some extent, could pay their own way and come to campus, though not officially or formally, so that they weren't guided around campus or given the normal thing. They just sort of went there on their own and looked around at stuff on their own. And that's just not the way recruiting has ever worked. Today, things go back to normal. They're normal And so there was a flood of kids uh, invading these campuses that that, that normally they would have been able to to see and tour for quite some time. But now today's the first day they can do that. And and if you think about it, holy crap, signing day is like literally six months away, five months away. I mean, that's signing day is five or six months away. And recruiting is basically starting today. So there is going to be a flurry of commitments this summer at Alabama, yes, but everywhere. Uh, it's going to be, it's kind of like the whole situation for 15 or 16 months has been slow like a tortoise. And to now starting today, it's a jail and waddle. I mean, it's going to move. And 
it's really exciting for us recruiting fans because there's going to be a lot of recruiting news uh, all over all the time. Yeah, I like how you tied in Rudy Gobert as if he hadn't felt badly enough about ruining sure. the NBA season. He's now effed up official visits for the year. At least we, we just, need a villain, Jimmy. Well, I think there's a there's we need to like have a starting point for COVID. And I mean, everybody could argue about what that was. But to me, in the sports world, I mean, some people would say, oh, when the SEC tournament got canceled or when the NBA got canceled or when they canceled the Masters, all, all that stuff happened like dominoes. But to me, to me, the holy crap moment in the sports world <laughs> is Rudy Gobert's positive uh, COVID test after uh, after he mocked the, the virus. And, and, and then it all happened. I mean, it all happened like dominoes. I mean, one thing after another, including the imposition of this unprecedented 15 or uh, 16 month dead period, unprecedented. But it's over uh, recruiting. I would say it's normal, Luke, but it's not normal. It's it's hyper recruiting. It's like, okay, recruiting's back on, and we're gonna instead of it taking a full year, we're gonna do the whole mother in five months. Yeah, and That's here's another thing. Here's another thing. Okay, so what this year off did, and that's essentially what it was off of of official visits, so you had to get creative. This gave the hmm the mind of Nick Saban, who's a lot like Scarlett Johansson in that movie where she accidentally took some kind of drug that gave her the mental capacity, like Lucy, 80% of her bed. Yeah. Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. Nick Saban is Lucy. And so now (laughs) she's using like, you know, we only use 10% of our brains. I mean, we as a society, you and I only use about 2%, but um, we have brains like (laughs) Lucy used 80% or something like that. Nick Saban uses roughly 86.7%. Uh, I'm just yeah. pulling a number out of my ass. Uh, Me not no brain talk. <laughs> so he just came up with a whole bunch of other ways to game the system during this offseason. And, and yep. while everybody else is probably excited about, yeah, we get people back on campus. Nick Saban's like, yeah, we get people back on campus, but I'm also going to use these other tools I used and learned about during this off period. They, yep. it, 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 I'm telling you, I don't know what these ways are. I'm not trying to pretend I know the inner workings of his mind. I'm saying that he's going to come up with a way to do this better than everybody, and everybody's going to start copying it, and he's already going to be on to the next thing because that's how he does. That's what I doubt he, he would. I doubt he would answer this question honestly because it's hard to answer. And I think self-evaluating is tough and he never likes to brag about how great he is. He really doesn't every now and then there's a humble brag, but, but if you ask Nick Saban, are you a better coach today than you were when you were head coach of the Miami Dolphins? I honestly believe his answer is, Oh yeah, I'm a better coach today than I was at LSU than I was with Miami. I'm a better coach today than I was at Alabama in 2017. I think that's what he would – I think that's the real answer, whether that's how he would answer it or not. And and part of it, like you said, Luke, is that constant innovation. He never stops. It, you know, I, it's so simple to say everybody else is playing checkers while Nick is playing chess. It's simple to say that. But the reality of the situation is while everyone else is playing checkers, he's whipping IBM's ass at chess. Yeah. He, he's, he's a Big chess blue. master. He's yeah. beating Big Blue. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. I mean, he, so 
yeah, he's going to be ahead of the game. And, and again, one thing I want to look at while I'm no fans out there are hoping because they just love recruiting news. Every time we get a commitment, it's cause for huge celebration. And really it is, particularly with the family of the kid that just committed. Uh, but the way I look at it, and I know it's going to be different than other folks, so bear with me. But the way I look at it is, yes, it's huge news, but I look at it like, What's compelling to me was the decision to take. This is what Alabama does. They're picking and choosing. They're not recruiting. They're picking and choosing. And the decision to settle on a kid, that's what thats what interests me no end. The, the meeting, the decisions, the conversation between Coach Saban and his staff, the decision to settle on, okay, let's go ahead and take this kid here. Uh, that's what's fascinating to me. And do they get it right 100% of the time? Believe it or not, they don't. They don't. I mean, a kid left the team today, Jerez Parks. It's, it's it's being reported that he's no longer on on the roster, and you know he wasn't going to play this fall, and he, he's never played a meaningful role. And th- that doesn't mean Alabama made a mistake in taking him, but it's just one example of not every kid we take ends up being a first round draft pick. Despite I know it feels that way, but it's not that way. Some some kids we take, it, they just don't pan out because that's the way this works. Uh, Saban doesn't bat a thousand. It is literally impossible to. It, it would be almost like uh, a stock market guy who has never been wrong about a stock. And we know that's just incorrect. Maybe Warren Buffett's the best to ever do that. He has been wrong at times about individual small decisions, not in the grand macro scheme. He's made more than anybody else, but in, in the market. But in terms of like individual decisions, like, you know what, um, you know what, let's go with GameStop. You know, I mean, that, that you know, three years ago, I'm sure that was a big mistake if he had, you know, had that opinion. Now, So no one can bat a thousand when it comes to projecting future performance from players or companies. It's just impossible. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar, BuiltBar.com. I just got a whole new package of samples in from them. Grasshopper cookie, baby. Grasshopper cookie. Not literal grasshoppers, but, you know, like the mint stuff. Like, you ever, have you ever had a grasshopper to drink? It's delicious. And, yes, if you're asking out You there, mean like grasshopper I, milk? It's like um, grasshopper. There's a drink called a grasshopper, which is really good. I don't even know what's in it, but it's like a milkshake with alcohol in it, and it's fantastic. Is it green? It. No, it's, it, yeah, it's green. I mean, grasshoppers are generally green, right? I've never had a grass. I've never had a grasshopper, and maybe it's something I should. I'll tell you the drink I'm interested in. I've never had. What what is a Tom Collins? What is that? I I don't know, but can I finish my damn live read? Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, I'm thirsty. (laughs) First of all, I'm going to go off on a grasshopper and Tom Collins in a minute. Anywho, Built Bar is where you want to go. Built Bar, absolutely delicious. I just got these grasshopper cookies in. Can't wait to dive into one this afternoon. Love me grasshopper cookies. They're like the thin mint kind of thing. And these are good for you, high in protein, good for a keto diet, uh, good for if you're trying to maintain or to lose weight. As I said, as I've always maintained, you can gain weight with these if you eat enough of them. But that goes for any food out there. So, uh, but you, if you just are like, look, I look good as I do, or if you're like, I want to lose a few pounds, Built Bar is where you want to go. B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. 
promo code LOCKED15 to get you 15% off that order. BuiltBar.com. These things are the bomb. You will love the multitude of flavors. want to thank uh, a couple of our Tweeterverse followers who tweeted out some pictures showing us, hey, got me a new Built Bar in today. Thanks to uh, Locked On Bama and promo code LOCKED15. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. That's how we do. BuiltBar.com. B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. All right, Jimmy, first of all, grasshopper drink. I don't know what's in it, but it's delicious. And it's like, um, interesting. it is, it is like a milkshake with alcohol in it. You can't beat that. And I am masculine enough to drink those kind of drinks. In fact, I'm, Oh yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll drink those oh, all the time. I'd rather have an umbrella drink than an IPA any day. Oh, my favorite day. drink in the whole world. My favorite drink in the whole world is, is called a bourbon milk punch. Oh yeah. And it's at, the Crown Plaza on Canal. I mean, I'm sure they sell them in other places, especially in New Orleans. But the Crown Plaza on Canal in New Orleans, it's kind of like their specialty drink. And I hate that it's, it's so rich and thick. When I drink too much, I don't get drunk so much as I get a massive stomach ache. <laughs> like I'm a kid who, like I'm a kid who ate, you know, the entire oh, jar of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I ate all the Halloween candy before I went to bed, October 31st. That's how I, I feel after drinking too many. It was about the worst mistake. Uh, I went to see you two in New Orleans, which is, you know, that's a big deal. It's expensive. It's a big deal to me. It's one of the best concerts I've ever seen. And and so about noon that day after I ate lunch, uh, the wife, she, she's getting some work done at the hotel. So I'm like, I'm going to go down to the Crown Plaza and have a bourbon milk punch. I got so excited about seeing you two that I drank about five of them. And I felt terrible. The whole I couldn't even really drink beer at the show because all like my stomach was killing me. I still loved the concert, but the whole time I was so mad at myself. Literally, like, what are you, eight years old? Like, like, like eating the the, the whole jar of candy at eight and to the point out a stomach ache. That's what I did. Well, I assume I assume that even though you probably felt sick, your wife went with or without you to the concert. Oh, I went. I went and moaned no, and you groaned. You didn't get my joke. What the hell are you talking oh, about? With or without you. That's the part. She went with or go. without you. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Nice. I worked that in. <laughs> um, okay. First of all, Jerez Parks. Uh, hey, did you, hear my, uh, did you hear my player roster countdown? I don't know if you, I mean, I know you, you record them and you don't have to listen to our own show. That would be sort of narcissistic, but when I was going over six, 69 Terrence Ferguson, <laughs> I said nice several times. I was okay, wondering if anybody was going to get the <laughs> I said, he's a nice. And I, would, I, did, I didn't bring up specifically. Like, I wouldn't even pause. I just specifically, when I was talking to Terrence Ferguson, I think I said nice about eight times. He's a nice prospect. He has a nice, uh, he has a nice punch. Uh, this is a, you know, nice kid from what I hear. I said it like eight times and I knew like nobody would get it, but to me it was funny. I have, and I have a theory, but I'm, I'm not going to even throw it out there winding up in the middle of a Jerez park stalk, but whatever. Um, I'm just going to leave it alone. Um, anywho. So he's off the roster. Uh, apparently. I mean, he's, he's not in the portal yet, but I mean, look, you, you can see this coming. I mean, there was something funky about this whole thing and look, God bless the kid because he wanted to be at Bama. He was, he was so full of Bama. He was more full of Bama than you and me. He, yeah, he's gone. He paid his way for the first year, right? I don't remember. He may have, I know he was, he was like a gray shirt, red shirt, blue shirt. I mean, if there's a color of a shirt, he wore it. 
because he wanted to wear that crimson jersey so bad. I mean, this kid was full of Alabama. He wanted to be here really badly. Uh, you hear nothing but positive things. Um, so, I, you know, I, I feel bad that it didn't work out for him, but he did. Gra he graduated from Alabama. That's a big deal. So he's graduated. Uh, he can now go someplace and, and play. That's what he wants to do. And, you know, I brought this up on Crimson Country Club. I, and I bring it up a lot, even when we get a, a big-time front seven guy. But whenever, guys, whenever we get a commitment from a front seven guy, doesn't matter, interior tackle, outside end, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, schematic fit means everything. It means everything. It's why, for instance, when people say, why didn't it work out for Keith McCants in the NFL? I know I hear every every explanation in the world except the one that's correct, which was schematic fit. I mean, at Alabama, we asked him to do one thing. He goes to Tampa Bay. He plays another position. They ask him to do something else. And, 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 and like, that's not what made him a great player in the first place. That's schematic fit. And by that, I mean this. Jerez was such a unique size, and he's a certain type of athlete. And the only spot that we really have that his best fit in our spot is Jack linebacker. And the Jack linebacker has to play some snaps where he stands up and covers people in pass routes, or he stands up and hauls ass to the flats because he's got to defend that area. Uh, I, I don't think that fits his skill set. I, I think what Jerez Parks is, is a down lineman who is an up-the-field pass rusher, what you typically ask a defensive end to do in a 4-3 alignment. And while we do that at times, we don't do it all the time. And then you factor in who he's competing against, really, in terms of an edge rusher, which is sort of what he does best. We have Will Anderson, Chris Allen, Drew Sanders, Chris Braswell. Jerez is just not an athlete that's in their class. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... He's not that good. I mean, who is? So schematic fit, it means I don't think Jerez was just ever a clear fit in, in what we're, we try to do in our front seven. Yeah, it just uh, – and, and I, I, you know, I hate it. I hope he ends up somewhere good and it works out for him. I really do uh, because I, I was pulling for him, man. Again, Maybe Central anytime, Florida. A kid, yeah, anytime a kid is that full of Bama, I'm down with it. He's a gump, total gump. And, and I think he'll be a gump for life, too. I think he'll be the kind of guy that if he makes an NFL, he'll be like, yeah, I played at Alabama. Well, didn't well, I was just talking about somewhere? Central Florida. Yeah. I was just talking about Central Florida, and, and I just say that because that's home for him. Um, it's a good program. You get a lot of eyeballs on you. And uh, Aaron Robinson, who was an Alabama transfer that went to Central Florida, was just a third-round pick, I believe, by the Giants. Uh, a third-round pick out of Central Florida, Bama transfer. Uh, maybe Jarez will go that route. Yeah. Um, all right, Jimmy, anything else you want to throw out there in today's pod? Just very excited about, about recruiting and these guys hitting the campus. I think starting tomorrow we'll go over specific guys. Official visits are coming up. I mean, official visits. It's crazy to do them during the summer, but the powers that be, they're doing everything they can to screw up college football. Now, official visit season can be during the spring and summer instead of the fall or the winter. They should actually be in December and January when teams are practicing and getting ready for bowls and playoff type stuff. But no, now they're in the summer when half the campus has gone home and it's hot. and uh, I hate it, but this is just the reality we have. But we will have 
many five-star and four-star visitors doing official visits. And me and you will go over those lists where I will give uh, unadulterated opinions about all of them, even if they conflict with what some of you guys in the recruiting services think. Because that's just the kind of guy you are. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. That'll do it for this episode. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.